Kennington, and this is the Havilah Kennington Podcast. I'm really honored that you join me today for a conversation on a topic that seems to resonate with a lot of you. In fact, I posted the topic a little while ago on our Instagram, and I found so many of you cheering me on as I began to talk about this topic. I was shocked. Honestly, I was shocked at how many of you resonated with this and retweeted and reposted and asked for more on this topic. In fact, I thought to myself, how have I not touched on this topic sooner? And it really was an oversight. It wasn't something I intentionally did. But the topic was around self-acceptance. The idea of accepting oneself for who we are not for what we do, not for what somebody else thinks of us as, but simply accepting the way we were created and made. It's easy for us as believers to talk about us being made in the image of God. We kind of cheer the thought that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, but a lot of us deal with self-rejection, self-hatred, and we don't even know we are. We just assume that that's part of our life, our lifestyle. And so I want to talk for a few minutes about this idea of self-acceptance, the self-worth. I started with the quote, if what we see in the mirror is an example of God's passion and creativity, but we hate it, how can we really trust him with our lives if this is an example of his greatest work? And what that means is every time we look at ourselves in the mirror, we hate it, we detest it, we avoid it, and we can't imagine somebody loving it or liking it, and yet we believe that God has a good plan for our our lives and we trust Him with our lives, yet the picture of ourselves in the mirror is His greatest work. We are His creation, and so if every time we see something in the mirror we hate, every time we see ourselves in the mirror we hate it, in in, like honesty, in all honesty, and, and in reality we're saying, I hate what you created, and yet I want to trust you with the rest of my life? Yeah, I don't think so. So we really have to look at that idea that what, how he created us, whether we like it or not, was part of his plan, and there's an acceptance we have to come to. How do we know if we're struggling with self-rejection? Well, I want to give you some evidence of self-rejection. The first one is obsession of appearance. I'm not talking about wanting to look nice or you know, getting our hair done or wearing certain clothes or makeup. That's not really what I'm talking about. I I think the key word is obsession. The part of us that obsesses over what we wear, what we look like, what people think of us. You know, uh, I think there was an average of selfies taken by the average college-age student was like around 300 selfies a day. I mean, that is an obsession. And that's not, hey, I think I look great. That's hey, I need to look great so that I'm worthy of people's attention. I'm worthy of being attractive. I'm worthy of being liked. And it doesn't, it really doesn't. It doesn't matter how many likes you have or how many comments. Beauty is an inside job. Value is an inside job. And so, the, but the obsession of that gives us an insight that we may hate the way we look and we might actually be rejecting ourselves. Another one is the inability to trust God. Again, it kind of points back to the point that I talked about of us looking in the mirror, hating what we see, and then trying to trust the creator of the one that made that. So if we lack our ability to trust God in in the areas of our life, 
it could be rooted in the rejection of ourself. The third area is difficulty loving others. And you would say, why is that evidence of self-rejection? Well, the Bible says it really clearly that we have to love others like we love ourselves. And if we don't love ourselves, then often we won't love others. It's difficult for us to love others. It's difficult for us to celebrate others. You know, jealousy and envy is rooted in a part of us that thinks that what we have is not as good as that person. Or I like to say envy is the is the part of us that says that God cheated us. And so the truth is how we love ourselves. those that love others well often love themselves really well. The fourth is self-criticism. You know, the way we talk to ourselves under our breath, I hate you, you're so stupid, you're so ugly, you're so fat. And sometimes we try to motivate ourselves by self-criticism, but really it can be it could be a really a big part of how we see ourselves and it can hinder us. And it's one of the biggest evidence of self-rejection is just self-criticism. Someone says, you look good. And we say, oh, but what about this? Or are you sure? What about that? Or, you know, oh, you caught me on a good day. And really, it's just a sign that we are not accepting ourselves fully. Fifth area is excessive shyness. Now, I understand being shy. I get that. I don't. One of my kids is a little shyer than the others. But I'm talking about a paralyzing shyness that says, I cannot put myself out there. There's no way for me to be myself and be comfortable with myself in the world. That's really a sign of self-rejection. It's the part of us that, you know, can't really be ourselves fully with other people. And so those are really some of the biggest evidences that we see. There's some other ones. Another one is comparison with others. You know, when we're always obsessively comparing ourselves with others, you might have one person that you measure everything you do by that person. Uh, you check their Instagram. You Every time you're in the room with them, you're checking to see if you look thinner or look better or what they've bought. Is your home better? Is your Are your kids cuter? Is your spouse better? And that can be a sign of self-rejection, self-criticism. Another area is perfectionism. You know, there's, there's definitely a place for excellence in our lives, and I never want to get away from that. But if all we do is we have this unattainable watermark in our life that we must be the best, we must have the best, our kids must be the top, our weight must be at its perfect, everything in our home must be exactly, you know, picture perfect, magazine perfect, you know, that can oftentimes be rooted in a part of us that just doesn't feel good in our own skin. We just don't feel good. We don't feel like we have a place on the earth. And so we just strive to have everything perfect so we can feel somewhat good. And uh, I find that perfectionism is often that we just, we don't feel good about anything in our lives. So we over-perfect and over, um, you know, art- articulate and, and get everything just right so we can meet that deep need of not feeling right with ourselves, perfectionism. Number nine is we can have a a superiority, I can say that, superiority, which is basically I'm better than everybody else. And that can also be rooted in this measuring system that God did not not put out there. You know, I've been around different people that are maybe um, academically uh, superior or athletically superior or you know, lifestyle, income superior. And it's it's fine if we can be successful in an area, but when we it makes us feel better about ourselves because we have to look at other people and say, oh, they're less than I am, guess what? 
that's rooted in performance and that's rooted in self-rejection because something somewhere along the line you were you were told there was a lie that was told to you that you must be the best at something in your life to be loved and to be worthy and to be valuable and that is not true our value does not come by what we have by what we own by who knows us our value comes because of what we were paid for remember Jesus Christ died for us. God sent his only son to pay for us so that we could live with him forever. Our worth comes from what is paid for, right? So worth is worth of something is the value of it comes from what people are willing to pay for it. So a diamond goes up in value because people are they want to pay for that. So again, value comes from and you see this all the time in trends. All of a sudden somebody put something out there and people start to see it and they want it. And then all of a sudden the value skyrockets and then it becomes a hot item. Well, guess what? You're a hot item. Why? Because Jesus died to buy you, to pay for you so that you could spend eternity forever and ever with him. So your value comes because of what you were paid for. The value, the set, the set value has already been set. You are worthy. And then another thing is self-consciousness. And this is huge. I, I struggle with this sometimes, honestly, just the self-conscious of how my body looks or my presence or my education or whatever it is. And just being overly conscious of how we are in, in the presence of others. We can't just let our hair down and say, this is who I am. I'm celebrating myself. I'm worthy of being in this environment. And that's enough. Another area is overspending. It's kind of this gluttony part of us. It's this part of us that wants to set our life up so we can feel good. Now, I want you to understand that when we buy something, guess what? It releases those same endorphins and those same, you know, reward hormones that makes us feel that we're getting this high. And we've got to be careful spending money or eating or exercise or there's a lot of areas in our life that can be a compensation for how we really feel on the inside. And then and then lastly is wrong priorities, you know? prioritizing the things we know we shouldn't and forgetting about the things we should, you know, wrong priorities. We will make sure we look good in the, in the mirror, but we, nece- we don't necessarily make sure our heart looks good or make sure our thoughts are good or make sure we're healthy on the inside. You know, those are the things that matter. And all of these are, they're evidence of self-rejection. They're evidence that somewhere along the line, you're not okay with yourself. And I don't know where you got that message. Oftentimes we get that message by, you know, where we've lived and maybe a a parent that's given us that message or maybe it's a sibling or a classmate. But that message that says you are not good enough, you don't belong here. There's evidence that says you, you will never fit in and you're not the most beautiful or you're not beautiful or you're not worthy And that message is so difficult because the world is consistently selling us that message that says you need more to contain more, to have more, to be more, so that you'll be more, what? More valuable. And the truth is all of those is a lie that tries to ensnare us so that we will not feel valuable. We will not feel worthy. We will not feel accepted. And the message of Jesus Christ all along was you have a place here. You have a seat at the table and you are well-loved and you are worthy because I created you. In order to accept the unchangeable features in ourselves, we must see God's bigger picture. And what that means is, and there are things in us that we cannot change, and I'll talk more about this in the next podcast, 
But there are certain things that we cannot change, no matter how much we want to, uh, our culture, our ethnicity, um, our height, sometimes our outward appearance. There are certain things we just cannot change. But the truth is, in order for us to accept those things, we're going to have to see that God has a greater storyline in all of this. There's already a process that God is putting before us. He's saying, listen, for me to put my story within you, I needed these elements to be a part. And it's good for us. It's good for us to realize that the unchangeable parts of us are part of the way God created us. And they're not there to hurt us or to make us feel hindered or less significant or insignificant. They're there to help us understand that there's more to life than what we look like on the outside or where we came from or what our family looks like or what our body looks like. God has a bigger and a better picture. So we're going to tackle the topic of self-acceptance in a greater way in the next few podcasts. And I hope that you'll tune in and I hope that you'll re-listen to this one. And if you like this podcast series, will you share it with a friend, somebody that you think could really use that boost of self-confidence and really self-acceptance. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, guess what? I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.